Welcome to Golf Better at Edwin Watts Golf. Episode number 79. Hello everyone, my name is Tom Brissell. Thanks so much again for listening in with us. Whether you're a first-timer or a long-timer, we're glad you're with us. With me every time is technical specialist Kenny Nicholson. Kenny, our last episode was pre-US Open. One's in the books, and what an open that was at Pebble Beach. Oh, it was incredible. It was fun to watch. i tell you what, uh, some of the golf that got played out there was just phenomenal. And I'm not sure who won, if it was Graham McDowell or Old Man Parr, because <laughs> Old Man Parr is the one they say to beat, and I mean, I think the USGA's got to be pretty pleased, but... I know the folks in Ireland are pretty happy about their boy Graham yeah. McDowell. What, what, how he played was phenomenal. Yeah, their first U.S. Open winner. And uh, tell you what, I'm sure there was a lot of people over there watching, staying up late at night, watching him uh, cruise to victory. But, you know, the guy played steady, and that's what they talked about. You know, uh, uh, you're going to finish. It might be in red numbers, but if you could shoot even par, could be a winning score. And that's exactly the guy did what he needed to do. Kenny, the British Open is right around the corner, and who better to join us than a man who has his name on that trophy five times? He's owned the British Open, and uh, he's uh, been gracious enough to join us. Mr. Tom Watson. Tom, how are you? Greetings to you. It's great to have you, and I'll be honest with you, us here and a lot of other people in the States wish we could have said six-time British Open champion, yeah, because that, no was, that was quite a quite a run last year, and we, in the lobby here, we still have the framed portrait of you uh, last year at Turnberry. It was awesome. Well, thank you. It was a uh... It was a pretty good run. I finished second to Stuart Sink, and he he played uh, he played great in the playoff. He made the birdie in the last hole to to, to get in get in the tournament, and then uh, uh, and then the playoff he he didn't miss a shot. So uh, bottom line is that uh, you know he won the tournament. I finished second, but it was a as I said, it would have made a great story for an old guy like me to to have won the British Open late in my years. I uh, I've had a lot of ramifications from. Uh, I'm finishing second in the golf tournament, a lot more than I ever would have expected. We wanted to talk with you about some of your open memories from years past, but first I heard an interview with you, I believe it was at the U.S. Open, where you talked about how you fell in love with the game of golf at a very early age. I believe your dad taught you how to play and and started you. Can you talk a little bit about that love affair with the game and how it started? Sure. You know, most kids start because the parents take them out of the golf course. I mean, that's, uh, you know, almost, I, I would say, I'd venture to guess nearly 100% of them do. And, uh, the, uh, the kids, uh, you know, my case, when I was, when I grew up, I had a dad who could really play. And as a kid, I wanted to be like my dad, but he also was, was a, was a, was a tough disciplinarian in the sense that, uh, he said, all right, you, this is the way you do it. This is the way you hold on to it. You see two knuckles in your left hand. Point to feed the right shoulder with the left hand and the right hand, and that now you've got your grip. Then, uh, and this is how you stand up to the ball. And then he held my head like Jack Rout held Jack Nicholas's head <laughs> steady as Jack swung the golf club to keep it steady. And uh, then he let me swing, and I had pretty good balance. So he didn't have to hold my head much longer. And then he did something that I, I venture to guess that most kids aren't, aren't taught at six years old. He taught me how to hook the ball and slice the ball at age six. Wow. Yeah, by pulling your right foot back and rotate, you know, turning your hands over at impact for a hook, and uh, pulling your left foot back and taking it on the outside and cutting across it, holding on tight with the last three fingers of the left hand to slice it. And uh, he, he taught me that at age six. So that was, and I give him, uh, I give him all the credit for starting me in the game the right way, but also with the passion that uh, he had for the game. He loved the game. 
Yeah, it sounds like you absolutely fell in love with it at the beginning as well, which makes a big difference, I think, as well. You got somebody, a kid out there. I also had an older brother, three years older, and he he was, uh, uh, I was somewhat competitive with him. I want to touch on some of the British Open moments, going back to 1975, which was your first Open championship at Carnoustie, beating Jack Newton in a playoff. And I know winning the first major is always so special. Can you share on that a little bit with us? Well, yeah, they, you know, winning the uh, Carnoustie, I went over the first time, played in the British Open. I, I uh, was exempted from it, from uh, playing playing well on the on the PGA Tour. And I went over to uh, play the what they call the toughest course in the rotation over there, Carnoustie. And uh, uh, they set me up with a caddy, Alfie Files, who incidentally uh, ca- carried my bag over there for every Open victory I had, all five of them. Uh, and he had caddied for uh, Gary Player there when Gary Player won at Carnoustie, and uh, so I had I, I had somebody who knew the course a little bit on, uh, on my bag and to help me out. But I uh, went over there playing uh, half decently, and then uh, the, the more I practiced over there, the better I was. I was I felt about my golf swing, and so uh, we started playing on Wednesday. We didn't start on Thursday. It was Saturday finish. Sunday was a day of rest, and uh, so I. I started off playing, and we, and we didn't have any wind for the first three days. And I was—I think I was lying in, in three or four shots behind going into the final round. And and uh, I walk, uh, I'm walking to the practice putting green after warming up, and I ran into Byron Nelson. And at that time, I really had much—I had not had much relationship, but I went over there to say hello to Mr. Nelson and, and Chris Shankle. And I, uh, the conversation went along. I—I I asked. Byron, do you have any advice for me today? And he said, yes, I do, Tom. Today the wind is starting to blow, and if you shoot around even par, you'll have a chance to win this golf tournament. And that that set a goal for me, shooting around even par. And that uh, that goal I had all day, and I shot around even par and, and uh, got into the playoff with Jack Newton from Australia. And the, the next day we played in the playoff, and the wind changed to 180 degrees <laughs> for, the, for the next day's playoff. And back then, that was an 18-hole playoff, right? It was an 18-hole playoff, and we were tied going to the 18th hole in the playoff. And uh, That day, uh, uh, I hit a driver and a two-iron to the green, and Jack had put it in the front bunker, and he had a good bunker shot out about 8 or 10 feet and missed it, and I two-putted for, for, for the victory. But uh, that was... Uh, that was the beginning of uh, many wonderful experiences I had in the, in the Open Championship. Was that the first time you'd ever seen Carnoustie? Yes. Wow, that's, that's incredible. I've been, been, been there in, in England. Well, two years later, you go back to what they called terrible Turnberry at the time. The weather's going to be horrible. It turns out to be sunny, and you need suntan lotion, but it turned into the duel in the sun with Jack Nicholas in those final two rounds. And that, I mean, I can always remember that like it was yesterday. Talk about that. Yeah, that was a special time. I, I, uh, Probably was playing my best golf of my career going in there uh, in that stretch of stretch of time for about 15 years. That that was probably the best golf. I just won the Western Open in Chicago at uh, the Tough Butler National. And I, I, I went over the, the previous week before the Open and played in a two-day event in Barcelona, Spain, and I shot 60 and 61 in the, uh, the second round there to win by 10 shots. And then uh, I end up uh, going to Turnberry, seeing Turnberry for the first time. Now Turnberry at that time had uh, it was in the drought and there was no rough. The uh, uh, it was running very very fast, and of course it was a new course for everybody. And I, I felt pretty good about my chances that week. I, I 
I, I always went into golf tournaments uh, thinking that if I played well enough, I would win. But I rarely went into a golf tournament thinking I was going to win. That was one of those tournaments that I said, if I if I play my cards right, I am going to win this tournament. You win in 80. A couple years later, 82, 83, went back-to-back at Troon and Royal Brookdale. But then 26 years later, we talk, touched about it earlier, uh, last year at Turnberry. Going into that, Mr. Watson, you thought you had a chance, right? Because you said, I can play the ground game on this thing. It's not like a, a bomber's course. I can keep the ball on the ground. And you, had a, you thought you had a good chance, didn't you? Well, there are a couple of reasons I thought I had a good chance. First of all, you, you, you take you know, stock of how are you playing, and I was I was playing really well from tee to green going into going into the tournament. My putting was awful. First practice round on Monday, I, uh, I I was my distance was awful. My line was bad. Then I made an adjustment on my Tuesday's practice round, and I started making everything. And now uh, you know the pressure's off. I mean, if I could, if I felt like I could, I was hitting the ball well and making everything. Uh, you know. Good things could happen, and after Wednesday's practice round, uh, I, 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 there was an absolutely beautiful sunset that night. And I stared at it for a long time with my wife Hillary, and I said, "You know, I could win this golf tournament." And the second part of that formula was that I played this golf course. I play. I played Turnberry. That that was my sixth major championship at Turnberry, and most of the players, this is their first experience. And they hadn't experienced the winds that they're going to, that were going to kick up on Friday, and uh, you know, it gave myself uh, a home course advantage, if you will. I was playing well on a course in, on which I could compete because it wasn't too long, and uh, I, I had a lot of experience playing there. So a lot of things fell in place on that Wednesday night uh, prior to the tournament. In my psyche, I, I, I felt that I had a pretty pretty fair shot at doing well and maybe even winning the golf tournament. And obviously you did. I mean, I had goosebumps watching that final, the final round, and then also the playoff uh, here at work watching it. It was just incredible. Well, the spectators over there pulling for you, but emotionally everybody in the States that was just, come on, come on, come on. I bet you, I bet it was awesome. It was, uh, it was special, Uh, very special. The response that I received from the people that uh, uh, all over the, all over the world, uh, they they sent me uh, uh, just hundreds of letters and emails you know, I was glued to the tube, and I was uh, I was enlightened by the the fact that yeah, I'm 60 years old like you, but you know, if you can do it, I can do it. <laughs> it was definitely enjoyable to watch on our end as well. Over time, I wanted to touch a little bit because we've got a DVD series out with you, and over time, golf instructional videos have really evolved. Ben Hogan's Five Lessons, Jack Nicholas, Golf My Way. You recently released a two DVD instructional series called Lessons of a Lifetime, which we have here at our stores and also on our website. And the initial reviews are nothing short of phenomenal. Can you spend a few minutes telling our listeners what they can expect from these series? I sure can. Lessons of a Lifetime is exactly that. These are lessons that I have learned from my dad, whom I spoke of before. Uh, when he gave me my first lesson about the grip, uh, that's the same lesson that I give in Lessons of a Lifetime. The left hand is so important to go on the golf club properly. If you don't have it on there properly, how can the right hand go on there properly? And then how how can you swing the club properly? And uh, get that left hand on there properly, and you you'll you'll play your best golf. And that those are the lessons uh, from my dad to uh, Byron Nelson to Jack Nicklaus to uh, uh, you know, my observations of uh, all sorts of other golfers. Sam Snead in particular. Uh, I have a one. I have a good sand lesson from. Uh, Claude Harmon, who was master out of the bunkers, uh, 
And maybe some of your listeners don't remember who Claude Harmon was. Butch Harmon, who used to be T- Tiger Woods' teacher, this first when he first came out in the tour. Uh, he, he's his son, and he's he, uh, he's a wonderful teacher in his own right. So I, I all after all these years, I I, I figured that uh, uh, it was time to put something down that uh, was going to uh, help people play better golf. Uh, and the crux of it is really. In 1994, I made a change in my golf swing. I call it the secret in Lessons of a Lifetime. It has to do with the shoulder plane being consistent, the back swing and the follow-through. And once I made that change, uh, my, the golf game got easy for me. Uh, it, it, it made me a, a better player. And up until that time, I always was fighting my golf swing. Uh, in fact, after uh, the, the good stretch I had uh, ending in in the early in the middle '80s, there I had a I had a stretch that I just couldn't play at all, and I had a I had a fundamental flaw in my golf swing, and I finally corrected it in '94, and uh, that's uh, that's what I call the secret in lessons of the lifetime, and it, uh, it certainly helped me, and it's it's really the, the fundamental way of the, the way way the modern players swing the golf club, and uh, it's uh, pretty simple to understand, and, and it uh, uh, that's what I'm out there to do with this this video is to, is to help players play better golf. And it's coming from a real personal side, too. It's almost like you're standing with the listener, correct? Well, it's, uh, it's, it took a bunch of video of me. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, Terry Jastrow was the, uh, uh, who, who directed uh, ABC uh, Golf for 12 years and who did uh, the first series of instructional videos for Jack Nicklaus and Arnold Palmer and Curtis Strange. Back in the late '80s, and uh, he he directed and, uh, and we together uh, produced this. We, this was well in the process before the British Open last year. We had uh, already set a, a a script for it uh, in June before the British Open, and then we shot it in September at the Greenbrier, and uh, it, it took us three days to shoot it. Actually, four days, four days to shoot it, and then uh, we got it out in production in late April this year. Well, Tom Bruce Edwards started working for you, I believe, around '73, and and for you guys spent the better year part of 30 years together in a very very special relationship. And I believe at the end you have a little tribute, uh, a special tribute to Bruce on here. Can you touch a little bit on that without giving too much away? Well, my uh, my stepdaughter Paige is a uh, Kelly Page is a upcoming I uh, hope uh, uh, singer songwriter from Nashville, and she she wrote a song about Bruce. And Bruce died of ALS, and uh, the song is about him and uh, him carrying the bag for me. And it, it, uh, it's a, I think it's a wonderful song, and gives me to tears every time I listen to it. But the uh, part of the proceeds of the sales of uh, of Lessons of a Lifetime will go uh, to the, the research funding of trying to find something that's going to slow down or, or cure ALS. Right now, there is nothing. Whatever we can do to help, uh, part of the part of the funds from the sales of this will go to that. Once again, it's uh, the DVD set is Lessons of a Lifetime. You can find it in our stores and on edwinwattsgolf.com. Mr. Watson, we can't thank you enough. It's been great having you with us. It's a privilege having you with us, and I know your time's busy, but uh, we want we want to thank you from us and from all our listeners. It's been great. Well, thank you. Thanks for the opportunity to speak, and uh, I, I hope that they uh, learn to play better golf. That's the. You know, Life is good. Dinner tastes good after a good round of golf. It always does. After a birdie at 18, it always tastes good. <laughs> That's what brings them back. Thanks a million, Mr. Watson. We definitely appreciate it.
All right, man. Again, we keep saying it gets better and better with who we've been having on. And once again, special thanks to Tom Watson for joining us. How, I mean, you're talking 39 PGA Tour victories, eight majors, six-time players a year, Hall of Fame. It just goes on and on. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, the guy owns the British Open. And uh, it's, British Open's coming up. He almost and, owned it for yeah. over three decades I mean, last year. Yeah, in, Incredible. And here's a guy, you know, we grew up watching in his prime. And, and still, you know, you look at it now and you go, this guy's still in his prime at – 59, 60 years old. The thing I noticed about him when he was younger and we were younger was we always talk about swing thoughts and, and, and getting in your, your rhythm. His rhythm never changed. It was two waggles and hit the ball. And the putt, it was two looks and putt. I mean, it was just like it was perfect. It it's was, a routine. Uh, perfect. Yeah. And in the DVD series, that's what is so important. You know, he talks about the left hand seeing the two knuckles and the Vs going to the right shoulder. It's, it's without the proper setup. I mean, it's a foundation. You build a house, you got to have the correct foundation or it's not going to be a good house. And it's the same thing with the golf swing. You can look at people on the golf course and see them fundamentally set up wrong, and you know that their game is never going to improve beyond what it is because of the foundation that they have built. And in this DVD series, he talks about all of that. He teaches you the proper setup. And, and once you get the proper setup, then you can work on your game. And also he talks about things like playing in the wind and there's some bonus stuff in there that's going to be really good for the listener to get this DVD series, and it's going to teach you the proper you know, things that you fearless need Fearless putting. Remember how Tom Watson was never yeah. short on a putt never back in the day? Never short. Never, yeah. Well, I'll tell you the thing that sold me that I'm going to buy it. Money's going to ALS. Yeah, so exactly. A, a portion of this is going to be going to help find a cure for ALS, which is just it's just a, a devastating yeah. disease. And then, again, he mentioned his stepdaughter, Kelly Page, out of Nashville, has wrote a song you know, about Bruce and uh, – Obviously, it's a personal story for him. It's kind of personal for us because we watched him caddy for the guy for so many years. And, uh, you know, what a testament. Again, lessons of a lifetime in our stores and at edwinwattsgolf.com. Speaking of fun and having a great time with Tom Watts, we've got something to give away, Kenny. And it's uh, we get, have giveaways all the time. But before we can give it away and you have a chance to win, you need to know how to register. Yeah, just go to our website, edwinwattsgolf.com. And on the bottom portion of the page, you'll see the Golf Better icon. You just click on that. And you'll come to a landing page where you can download automatically the RSS feed that goes into your iTunes library this episode as well as the past episodes. There is a register to win button. Click on that. Submit the required information that we ask of you, and your name will automatically be entered uh, for the prize giveaway. And there's also an Ask Kenny button where you can uh, click that button and submit questions to me as well, and I'll answer those for you. And we love that part of the show yeah. uh, as well. So we got a dozen golf balls, dozen Wilson FG Tour. That's their tour ball. And once again, the box autographed by Ricky Barnes. We got that early in Orlando. Ricky's having a pretty good year as well. Man, but yeah. so you got a dozen balls to play, and you got something to frame. So yeah, absolutely, <laughs> the guy's playing great. So, and the winner this week is going to be Raymond Valencia from Las Cruces, New Mexico. Congratulations, Raymond! That's awesome. We'll be getting those balls right out to you, and uh, let us know how you like them, and uh, and keep keep listening in and keep registering. Yeah, also, forget, hey, yeah. Facebook is huge too. We got a great promotion going on on Facebook for new fans. Yeah, we do. Uh, I mean, we. If you're new, haven't signed up to follow us on uh, Facebook and Twitter, uh, go to our Facebook page. There's a there's a special coupon on there right now for new new people signing up with us. We're trying to drive that point home because, you know, that's where we communicate. Uh, you know, a lot of times before any anybody else sees special promotions that we have going on, things that are going on and happening within Edwin Watts Golf Shops, the new store locations that we're opening up across the country with Sears. Uh, as well as new cities in your area. Uh, so a great way to follow us and, and see what we have going on. 
Yeah, well, it's a great time here at Evan Watson. I want to thank everybody. First of all, thanks to Hall of Famer Tom Watson for joining yeah, us. That was treat. awesome. Yeah, Kenny, that was thanks awesome. to you and thanks to the listeners out there for listening in. And make sure to join us in another couple weeks. We have another exciting episode of Golf Better at edwinwattsgolf.com. So long, everyone.